the CEO. My name is Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. I have Sharon Perron, life coach and author of the Coaching Institute. Sharon, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Let's see. Sharon, can you hear me? I can. Yes, I'm here. Oh, I have no audio. Oh, no. No, I got it. I'll just patch it up here. All right, Sharon, welcome to the okay. show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Michael. It's a pleasure. All right. Give us some background on you, and then I want to get into The Ultimate You, the book you wrote. Thank you. So I have a wonderful business here called The Coaching Institute, and we teach people how to empower themselves and how to empower their clients. And I've been doing that for around 17 years now. And part of the journey that I've been going through and my students are going through is this realization that success on the outside, if it's not matched by how we feel on the inside, can become quite hollow and can have a feeling of emptiness about it. So Ultimate You, the book came about and this journey has come about as more and more people have resonated with this idea that I'm playing by the rules. I'm going to school, I'm getting the job, I'm getting married, I'm trying to be successful. And yet there's still a feeling that something's missing. So I went on this personal journey, Michael, where I've got all this success and this wonderful financial freedom and I really, everything anyone would have said you were meant to have, I could tick the boxes and something was still missing and all I could think is, what is wrong with me that something's still missing? And so this journey for me has been about, well, what is that? And I've had to look inside and go on a very personal quest inside that's resonated with thousands of people around the world who are joining me in answering the question, well, who is my ultimate you? If it's not having success and striving on the outside, there's something else here that we need to attend to. And that's how this whole thing has come about. And turned into this worldwide movement. I want to dive down into that one. Um, how do you come to the conclusion, one, that something's missing, and because you may not even know that something's missing until it, you get past the point of no return in some cases, and then how do you deal with that? How do you bring that out so that you can examine it, understand it, and then resolve it? Yeah, that's... That's the question, isn't it? Yeah. Um, being self-aware is not taken for granted. If someone is awake enough to recognize something's missing, it could just be a feeling of low-grade anxiety. It could be a feeling of just something's not quite right. Or it could be the question that so many people ask themselves is there is. And why am I even asking that question when I have so much? And that malaise inside, that discontent inside, that swirling feeling of something's not quite right really needs to be listened to 
And it's not going to go away by ignoring it. It's going to be suppressed. It's going to be repressed. It's going to be denied. It's going to be ignored. But it isn't going away. So that's the first thing. Trust that feeling, that intuition. Something's not quite right. And then instead of doing what I did for years, and that's trying to fix the outside to make everything perfect by getting really successful, maybe, maybe the journey is to be had on the inside. And so that journey on the inside, Michael, is really what the quest is all about and Ultimate You is all about. And the first part of it is acknowledge and be kind to yourself for having that feeling. It's okay to feel that feeling of discontent or anxiety or stress that you feel within you. And then secondly, acknowledge that there is a process you can have. It isn't that easy, Michael. It's much easier to be successful on the outside. I can say with experience that it is to feel it on the inside. And making money and building businesses, that's so much easier than this journey. But this journey really is the ultimate journey that matters. So first thing is acknowledgement. Second thing is, okay, so what part of me is still hooked in my past? And I call it the tribal cycle, Michael, where we're hooked in playing out the patterns we learned from our tribe, from our family of origin or whoever had the most influence and impact on us. And acknowledging and recognizing if we feel that discontent, we are playing out patterns from our past and we're hooked into our past and it's running the show, we're not. And I call that unconscious living. So getting conscious is waking up to how the tribe has still got us in, they're still holding us and we're still doing the stuff that was never gonna work for an adult. Tell me a little bit more about the, <clears throat> the self-care techniques and the rituals because it's one thing for you to say this is how it's done, but there's a process that you go through to make sure that the this intuition that you have about becoming more self-aware so you can deal with it actually comes to the surface. Does that make sense, that question? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll have a go, and if I'm on the right track, let me know or correct. So... It can come to the surface in conflict with others. It can come to the surface with uh, doing, relating to people in a way that is denying emotional intimacy. So one of the easiest ways of knowing I need to have some sense of reckoning with myself is, are you denying emotional intimacy with yourself and with others? That's the easiest calling card. That is your ultimate you saying, hey, this is working. This is not the relationship with myself I'm capable of having. There is so much more to me. There is more to our relationship. So have a look at your relationships, how you're relating with others. Is there a level of emotional intimacy? Is there a level of vulnerability? Do you have relationships in your life where you can be fully and truthfully you without judgment in a way that is accepted, embraced and loved and respected? Can you give that gift to others? It's the gift of reciprocity. And if you see the gaps in that, tears in that fabric, that is the biggest indicator, I believe, Michael, that we're not being our truest, most authentic selves. And then it's about, well, how do you become emotionally intimate? How do you embrace emotionality? And the first piece of it is the easiest question in the world, 
what's your relationship like with all your emotions? And most people were raised to have, they're allowed to have happiness, they're allowed to be cheerful, they're allowed to be successful. For some children, we were raised, we had to be rebellious to get rewarded. Most children were denied anger, sadness and disappointment. That's a generalization, but most often. And just ask yourself, what relationship do you have with your emotions? And where there's blind spots, where there's emotions you struggle to go to, where there's emotions you don't embrace and value equally with all other emotions, that's your tenderest spot. That's the spot where the journey is going to begin. And so what we do is we go through a process of learning to language the emotion. So the basic emotions are anger, sadness, fear, closeness, disappointment. There's just some, and shame. They're the basic emotions. And ask yourself, what emotion comes up for you when certain circumstances stress you? What emotions do you deny? And it's about learning how to have an appropriate connection and relationship with every emotion. That's the beginning. Because if you don't emote healthily and functionally with all of them, equally like they're all your children, they're the blind spots you're bringing to your relationships. So I was raised to deny anger. I was in relationships and not able to express my boundaries in a healthy way. So I felt like I was a bit of a doormat. I didn't feel listened to in my relationships. I felt constantly I was being taken advantage of. And I thought that's just the way it was. Then I learned to build my relationship with expressing my limits. That's no, that's not okay. And my relationships changed because the people in my life were people who enjoyed and loved being around someone who had a healthy relationship with all of their emotions. And so my relationships began to improve. So first step, get self-aware. Second step, acknowledge the humanity of you. Third step, build a relationship of language with all emotions. Step four, acknowledge emotions are denied. And step five, learn to embrace and have an equal relationship with every single emotion you have. That journey cannot be underestimated. It's been the more important journey I've had than it has been building something on the outside. So me building my businesses has been great, but me building this relationship with my emotions has been phenomenal. And the feedback we're getting from around the world is it's really resonating that there is a journey to be had that was invisible until now. You, um, you're talking about getting feedback from around the world, which leads me to the question, <clears throat> you have a coaching institute that's global. Tell us about that. Thank you. Yeah, we, we love what we do. We're so fortunate. I began the Coaching Institute with the vision of creating a place where people could bring their inner freak and they could bring all of them with all their flaws and their shames and their desires and hopes and dreams and it would have a safe place to land. And so 16 years ago now, we created the Coaching Institute. It's now, we're, our message is now in 81 countries around the world. We've impacted directly and indirectly in excess of a million people. What we do is, I believe, we create a community where people can safely explore all of these themes in a way that is supported, validated, normalized, and guided. And it's a phenomenal experience, Michael, to be in a room of a couple hundred people or a few hundred people, or people from all around the world joining us and just being able to say, I feel closer here than I do with some of my family. I feel closer to the community we have here at the Coaching Institute 
than I do with my actual, my, my close family. Because here with people in the Coaching Institute, I can be myself without judgment. I can express myself in a way that it's received. And because we're all on this journey of attempting to get in touch with our emotions and get in touch with who we truly are, our ultimate best selves, we can acknowledge the struggles we're going through in a really honest, impactful and supportive way. I know when I'm in the normal world and I'm with people who don't know about this, I'm not sharing vulnerable moments. I'm suppressing aspects of me. The guardian is in control, the mask that makes me look my best and um, puts my best self forward and the aspects of me that I believe they would like or approve of. I believe that the Coaching Institute we're attempting to do is to create a place where that's not necessary and where we can be fully ourselves and explore what that means in a way that feels very safe and very validating. In closing, what advice would you have for aspiring writers? I mean, you've been a six-time best-selling author, so you've got to have some nugget that you can deliver to people who want to follow in your footsteps. I never aimed to be a best-selling author. Uh, for me, it's a very personal journey, Michael. Um, when I was learning to uh, about coaching and I was passionate about that, and then I became successful at that, that became a book. When I began to build businesses successfully and build an eight-figure business, that became a journey. So I wrote about that once I'd done it. Then the quest began, this ultimate you journey, and I took this journey, I wrote about that. So each book I've written has been a reflection of the journey I was in. Building the business resulted in a leadership book called Disruptive Leadership. Building the business even more and helping other people build their businesses became the book uh, small business strategies, simple strategies for business success. These books have been the internal journey. So my advice is write to your passion and write to that which you know. It isn't, there's no point in writing a book because you think the market's going to buy it. There's no point in trying to write the bestseller. That's never been my intent. Have the intent to serve, have the intent to be really generous with your knowledge have the intent to provide value, perceived value to others, and that will create a posse around it and a movement. That's been really the key to the success I've had with my books. Great. Sharon, thanks for being a guest on our show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.